The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Howard streaks in. Streaks in. Touchdown. has second. Prescott keeps it. And he bangs it in for the touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Nick Harris, John Mashoda, and Kyle Yeomans. It's a Thursday edition of Talking Cowboys presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company live from the star in Frisco, Texas in the SWBC studios. We've got Isaiah Stanback, John Machoda, Nick Harris, Chris Beam in the house. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how we doing today? Fantabulous. You look like you're moving and grooving. Chilling, man. Yeah? Straight chilling. How fun was the the Miami tape to dive into this week it's pretty cool yeah fun and scary yeah at the same time have you found a weakness and are we going to exploit it we're gonna talk about it we'll talk about it (laughs) we'll talk about a couple things I think that that I think the Cowboys have a chance here to to, to exploit they definitely have a chance it's it's, I mean it's strength on strength for sure so So is it speed on speed definitely there's there's no team that matches their speed so that's not even a conversation any week What's going on with you, Nick? Yeah, not much. How you living? How you feeling? How you doing? Wow. There's a lot of questions there. Uh, good. That's good. Good. That's great. Good. Yeah. That's great. Sounds good. John, everything solid? I'm I'm great. I have nothing to complain about, guys. Love it. I'm ready for a great show. Great show. Yeah. Great show. <laughs> Maybe the best one we've ever done. Ooh, let's, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, that starts us off by news and notes, uh, which may not make us feel pretty good. We're all, yeah. we're all doing well. Yeah. I don't know if the injury report makes us any better. Yeah, you might have to put us on the injury report for pride. Mm. Um, so we're going to start with, uh, you know, I guess most uh, most confident, and we'll go down to least confident on this uh, pretty lengthy injury report that came out after uh, the Wednesday walkthrough practice yesterday. So full participants um, that are not on the IR, we're going to leave those guys out for this particular equation. Uh, Tony Pollard has a thumb injury that popped up. He was a full participant on Wednesday. Uh, Then we'll go into the limiteds. Uh, Brandon Cooks was limited with his rest day. Um, We had Rico Dowdle that was limited with his ankle injury that he's been battling for a while. Excuse me. And then Jordan Lewis was also limited with a uh, rest day. And now we're going to go in the, uh, into the did-not practices. Mm-hmm. Stephon Gilmore, uh, rest, did not practice. Um, let's see. Uh, Jonathan Hankins with knee-slash-ankle, did not practice. Uh, Malik Hooker, ankle, did not practice. Uh, Zach Martin, thigh, did not practice. And the one that I think we should be keeping an eye on this week is Tyron Smith with a back injury, did not practice. So, mm. um, so yeah, that'll be... Uh, That'll be kind of something to keep an eye on around around this week. Uh, we'll see if it's it's more severe than it looks. What do you think about that one, Isaiah? <laughs> some of those were expected. Uh, some of those were not expected. But, yep. but you know, it's still, um, you know, I guess we're kind of for them, kind of middle of the week in terms of practice wise. So hopefully that can that li- that list can shorten because they're going to need all their horses this week for sure. Yeah, the Tyron Smith one for sure is is the one to me that would be most concerning. That practice, though, that they were doing, just from what we got to see, I mean, it was like sweatpants. And yeah. It was not, yeah. you know, your typical uh, practice that you would have, let's say, week three on a Wednesday. So let's see what happens today. I'll be interested to hear what Mike McCarthy has to say about Tyron. 
Um, but that's the only, that, that was the only one I saw in there that was really concerning me because the Tony Pollard thumb thing, I, I just, I don't know, I think they just common stuff that comes with playing a full season and getting banged up a little bit. Yeah. And he was still full, I believe. So, um, yeah, just the Tyron one there. Because also, not just because of how good Tyron's been on this rest schedule uh, during the week, but just the fact of that there just isn't a yeah. lot of options behind him that you feel comfortable with. No, because if he's out and you're already – questionable with Zach Martin as well and I, I know Zach Martin yesterday they said that he's back with the rehab group and they'll kind of see how he feels as they go along but if Zach Martin's out there's TJ Bass just like we saw on Sunday and then at the left tackle spot is it Chuma Adoga is that kind of where you're going with the that left tackle my, spot? Be, yeah. My bet, yeah. Absolutely. Because I, I don't think you're moving Tyler Smith. We, we talked about that as a possibility early in the season but you're not going to move Tyler Smith this time around. So then you're going Chuma Adoga, TJ Bass. I mean, we're we're one player away from it being the starting offensive line against the Arizona Cardinals in Week Three. Yeah, we, we saw, saw how that how that one went. <laughs> yeah, that line didn't play bad. It was just everything was simplified in that game, and offense couldn't get any uh, consistency going. Um, now that being said, on the other side for the Miami Dolphins, mm-hmm. um, they had their entire starting offensive line not practice yesterday. Tyreek Hill did not practice yesterday. Xavier Howard. Raheem Mostert and Devon Achan. Achan, gosh, I'm yeah, you're, you'll get there. Devon Achan uh, did not practice. Um, he's going to get it down, and then he's and then Devon's change it back. Change it back. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what's going to be like. I was actually messing with you guys. It actually is Achan, and I was uh, like, all right, thanks, Bulls. man. But <laughs> um, that's uh, Raheem Mostert. He's had a veteran rest day every Wednesday so far mm-hmm. this season. So like, that's that's not something to really look at too deep. Yeah, they listed um, him as a knee and an ankle and an NIR rest day. So, an ear, uh, ear lobe. Xavier Howard had a hip injury. Robert Hunt, offensive lineman, hamstring. Austin Jackson, offensive <clears> lineman, <throat> oblique. Um, Tyreek Hill, obviously, with his ankle. And then uh, Devon Achan with his toe injury. And then Teron Armstead, knee slash ankle, did not practice. So, uh, I, I'm not putting a whole lot of stock into this. We'll see, you know, today if some of those guys are continuing to not practice. I think Tyreek Hill is going to play regardless. We talked about that a lot yesterday. Um, Xavier Howard, hip injury. I think he he plays as well on Sunday. There was only about one or two offensive linemen, from what I can tell, from just kind of scavenging Miami reports over the course of the last few days, that would actually have a concern as far as playing. So um, we'll, we'll we'll see as the week progresses there. But nothing to kind of look at too closely just yet yeah this this injury report from the dolphins looks like something out of bill belichick's playbook Mm -hmm. it just everybody has something going on isaiah's got a hangnail john's got uh i don't even know a quad okay there you go quad contusion yeah (laughs) (laughs) went full zach martin on it yeah uh yeah i think tyreek plays uh i was asked that question by somebody yesterday i I, he doesn't miss a game like this. He's still trying to chase for 2,000 yards. Even if he's not 100%, he's going to be Tyreek Hill. And not even 100% Tyreek Hill is still scary. You said Zach Hill. Martin at the top of that. And you were like, you said 2,000 yards. I was like, Zach Martin's about to get 2,000 yards. Oh, I was no, saying because no, no. he said quad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, anybody else on there offensive line-wise, are you taking any stock out of them missing that practice? No, I think all their guys will be available. Uh, I, I am concerned about Dallas and Hooker. That that's alarming to me. How much was he missed on Sunday? A lot. Yeah, a lot. I think he. I think you. There's certain guys at every level of the defense that you miss their presence, and when they're not there, there's an impact not only on the execution that's on the field, but also the confidence 
a level of the guy, the surrounding players. And I think obviously Big Jonathan Hankins missing, he affects the confidence level of everybody. He affects the confidence level of the edges that were soft. He affects the confidence level of the linebackers because now they're hesitant because of the decision making um, of the offensive lineman getting up on them. And then when you have Malik Hooker gone, you got your tackling that you're that you're lacking. You got your yeah. you know your sideline to sideline guys that you that you that you don't have that range anymore. They didn't necessarily need it in that game, but in this game you would. So um, you know. I'm, I'm hopeful that he can come back for this game because they're going to need him and to him, his presence and his um, shoot, just his ability really in the secondary. Yeah, it, tackling was a big thing on Sunday, and John, when you look at this defense, I, I feel like Jonathan Hankins in the middle would help out a ton, but Malik Hooker on the backside, could he be a, a Maybe not a fix-all, but a close-to fix-all whenever it comes to having that on the backside of that defense. Uh, I don't know if it would be a fix-all. He'll definitely help. There's there's things that I saw against Buffalo that even if Hankins and Hooker plays, I don't, gonna, yeah, I don't know yeah. if that's making up their uh, the difference. It obviously would help a lot. Um, Mike McCarthy said yesterday that, that Jonathan Hankins would be hard-pressed mm-hmm. to play on Sunday, whereas Hooker, I think that there's still a, a pretty good shot that, that he'll play in this game. So... It'll obviously help, but I just what we saw against Buffalo, I don't think that it's just one player here, here or there. Yeah, he put Hooker, Mike McCarthy put Hooker and Martin kind of in the same category as far as being in the rehab group yesterday. So uh, I think personally Hooker's further along than Martin, but again, we'll see more today once the practice report comes out. I, I would expect Hooker to maybe upgrade to limited today just based on um, him almost being able to go last week him not practicing yesterday maybe it's just kind of a rest day and then we'll see today this is the practice that will kind of give you a better better indication and him being out there yesterday even though he wasn't practicing at least he was he was with the group yeah good things overall all right another positive real quick what's that there's five cowboys right now that lead the nfc in pro bowl voting at their positions oh that's a good one any guesses so we got dak nope okay Mm. okay okay cd yep um deron bland yep um, Michael Parsons. Yep. Trent Sig. Nope. No. Brandon Aubrey. It's, yep. I know Trent Sig is high. That's why. Is that's he? Why I said, yeah, he's high on the list. Yeah. That's why hmm. I said that. And um, no, nah, it's not Jake Ferguson. Uh, Zach Martin. Yep. Let's go. He got him. He I mean, you him. didn't get them all in one try. You didn't go like okay, five for five. <laughs> you had to. I've, you had to kind of like dance around the couple. I of didn't those. see you try over here. <laughs> you took them all. I would have had it first try. Uh, so no Dak, but CD being that high, are we, not we, but as a whole, is the league not giving CD Lamb the love that he deserves in terms of what he's done here in 2023? Yeah, I actually answered a mailbag question yesterday on DallasCowboys.com about this. Um, I I think he's beginning to pick that up. Like mm. By the end of the season, he's going to be you know one of those elite receivers that people talk about whenever they're talking about the Justin Jeffersons and the Jamar Chases. And, I mean, A.J. Brown has vaulted himself into that conversation this year. And I think both of them have had kind of the same stigma around them coming into the season was just stacking those big games and having the consistency where you could put the 100 yards, 100 yards, you know, 80 yards and a touchdown, so, so on and so forth. And C.D.'s done that this year. So uh, he's going to get it. Uh, that, that'll come. Uh, it'll especially come with wearing 88 for this franchise purdy is the leading vote getter at quarterback in the nfc purdy's overall the the highest pro bowl vote getters so far right now are two as number one uh christian mccaffrey's two brock purdy three cj stroud and then uh george kittle okay good, good quote you. from yesterday i thought was kind of funny i wanted to share with you guys to tonga viola talking about Duran bland and the impact he's had mm. and he said you just don't show up on sundays and poop that out 
if you will, <laughs> having the NFL record in pick sixes. So I thought that was interesting. Interesting choice of words. I'll tell you what. Listening to, listening to Mike, uh, uh, Mike McDaniel and Tua's uh, <clears throat> press conferences, they're pretty entertaining bunch over there. I did that yesterday. I, uh, I forgot who tweeted it out, but it was just like some – it was just like a gif of of Mike McDaniel shrugging. Yeah, yeah. He just kind of had like a shrug, and I was like, you know what? This is the one week where his press conferences pertain to our team. I'm gonna go listen to them all, and they were phenomenal. Yeah, the, like all like he never fails to have some sort of. And it's not just his words; it's laugh. like a lot of the like I don't know, just the way he kind of like scoffed at the whole idea of like how. How, how daunting it was to prepare for Micah Parsons. That this just see his body language, let alone like what he said. I mean, what he said is he said he's one of the best players in the National Football League at any position. I don't think that's really debatable. This dude is different. Not only is he unique in skill set, but you don't play all the way across the line and in the stack and do all the things that he does without having a true love for the game. He is a real dude for sure. But it just like the way he says it and his body language and that, it just I don't know, it cracks me up. He's so. probably the most chill. Yeah coach it's in gotta league. be yeah like in terms of just like his unwavering confidence like you i've never seen him unconfident yeah mm. yeah they just how he just moves like he just he's Why do you so think that is he's so sure of himself yeah. I, think, I think he knows he's a genius hmm. and, and when it comes to offense i think he knows that i think he's fully aware that he's a genius he's, you know what I'm, i kind of wonder yeah. with him and i'm interested in your take on this or any of you guys takes on this really is just uh there's a part of me that and this is just in the outside looking in i feel like he sees the nfl as in there's a lot of guys that, let's say, are their offensive minds that do a lot of the same stuff. I've been in this league for 20 years. I'll keep doing Where he seems like he's willing to, like, see something cool on a Saturday and yeah. it's like, we'll, you know, in a college game, and we'll yeah. work that in. Yeah. Maybe more so than others. I think that there's tons of guys in the league that are doing that. Yeah. But I feel like him more than maybe others is willing to be like, yeah, no, no, let's work That's that fun. in. We yeah. can take that no in. Ego. You know? Yeah. 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 I, I get that sense for him. And I, I, I did not foresee players really – following him like the way that they are i didn't foresee that when mm-hmm. he first got down there i thought that his his style of coaching kind of how he is his mannerisms i didn't see that as a head coach quality you but didn't buy in on the no I, I bet you but, at first that's not yeah. but i bet you when there's like little things where he's like uh you know what uh isaiah just on this play when i call it free if you just step two two spots to the right here and do this you'll be open every time and then when you do that, yeah. and that works, and you'll listen to that. And dude, you see it. Yeah. And you yeah. see it on film. That's not what I was talking about yesterday. I believe it was in terms of like how these guys just understand what they're supposed to do offensively. I think he has such a chill vibe to him, and he's so confident. To your point, and he's just like, "Hey, yo, Nick, man, listen, I need you to do this real quick, and it's gonna it's gonna free him up." And I got you because we're gonna yeah. set this up, and then you know, by probably third quarter, we'll come back and we'll do this. And you know, and, and to that point, he's just like, "Yeah, it's chill." Yeah. And you see how he talks to these guys, yeah. and they respond. And it's like everybody's doing their assignment. You don't see any egos offensively. And yeah. you talk about the fun; they're having fun, like they're literally having fun. And I can't speak for the defense; they they seemingly have fun, but their coach is a little bit more serious, obviously. Yeah. But offensively, talk these about guys polar opposites. Yeah, polar opposites. Yeah, but it works. It yeah. works for them, right? And these guys just have fun. You can tell in their celebrations and everything else; like they're allowed to be genuinely themselves. And he's not trying to make you what you're not. He's like, hey, Kyle, you can run fast and straight. Darn right, I got something for you. You know what I'm saying? He's like, I'm going to put you in a position to be successful. Like, that's what he does. And I think it's pretty dope. It's, but it's a change in dynamics in terms of what a traditional head coach has been perceived to be in the NFL. And it's, I think he's really came in. He single-handedly has changed what is allowed 
as a head coach now. There was a uh, a clip that surfaced this week from Hard Knocks because they're on HBO's Hard Knocks for the end season mm-hmm. deal, and they have, of course, every week they have an updated version. So you'll see the NFL Network cameras out there this week. But it was a play, I think it was second quarter or so, against the Jets, and Jalen Waddle was was outside, and they have a clip of him mic'd up on the sideline. And he says. I just foresee a one-play drive here. This is going to be a one-play drive. One-play drive. Like he said it three or four times. And he was like, if, if they if they single Jalen Waddle, it's done. Like, this is one play. <laughs> and then you could see, what, like, they had go to the broadcast, and then, of course, he's on the outside, and they snap back to Tua. And then <laughs> McDaniel, right before the snap, they showed him, and he's just laughing on the sidelines, just like, ha, 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 like an evil, evil laugh. Mwah, ha, ha, ha. And then, of course, bang, over the top, Jalen Waddle touchdown. And he just, like, high-fives. He's like, yeah, guys, knew that one's coming. Like, called it, bang. Like, he's just, he's like, it's like he's playing Madden, but he's got an actual Thanks. NFL team. Yeah. So that clip yes. got the most traction, I felt like, on social media from that show. Yeah. And I didn't watch it, but the one that I saw that I liked the most was it was him in the meeting room yeah. in front of the entire team and said that, hey, we're going to break this down in 20 minutes of basically – I don't know if it was after that game. It sounded like the way it was was after a loss. Mm. And it was like, we're going to go over this tape real quick in, in, in 20 minutes. I just love that he said that because there's a part minutes. of me that thinks like after you lose a game that you're just like, oh, here we go. We're going to be sitting in this meeting all day. Yeah. We, I already know what I did wrong. Now I got to listen to it and whatever. And, and just like the way he took accountability for himself, how he's like, I, and I did this wrong and I did this wrong. But, you know, and, and I know that, but I'm going to get better because of that. And just like the way he delivered it was just so different than what I think most people would expect from an NFL head coach. Yeah, It's a cool dynamic. It really is. But screw that dynamic. The Cowboys are playing him this week. (laughs) All right, when we come back, QB vision. We're going to take a look at how the Cowboys offense can have some success against this Miami defense. We're going to dive deeper into the scouting report between these two teams that are sitting at 10 and 4. More talking Cowboys when we come back. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. Cowboys fans, after that move, we've just coined the term Rowdy Replay. Let's roll back the tape. Okay, there's our mascot, Rowdy, cheering on the boys. And now he's on his phone, on his Bank of America mobile banking app? Staying on top of his finances with his virtual financial assistant, Erica. Bank of America's digital tools are so impressive. Cowboys fans just can't stop banking. Learn more at BankofAmerica.com slash can't stop banking. Erica is only available in the English language. You must download the latest version of the mobile banking app only available on select mobile devices message and data rates may apply member fdic welcome back into dear doctor the show where i answer life's questions with an ice cold can of dr pepper sheila let's hear from our next caller would you 
Dear doctor, my friend supported me during a tough time. But what's the right gift that says, thanks for being a shoulder to cry on? Okay, this one's easy. I say give her a delicious Dr. Pepper. Nothing says, thanks girl, better than a one-of-a-kind soda. Yes, any Dr. Pepper flavor will do. Now, just a reminder that I don't need to be a real doctor to know that Dr. Pepper is the one you deserve. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, this portion of the show is brought to you by Quaker Oats, a super-trusted superfood. Quaker Oats, the official oatmeal sponsor of the Dallas Cowboys. Back here with Isaiah Stambang, John Machota, Nick Harris, I'm Kyle Yeomans, Chris Beam in the back. Chris, you get, you get your oats in? Uh, not this morning. Not this morning. You know what's going to be fun, though? I'm going back to the gym today, boys. All right. Got my bag back. It's been a busy couple weeks with these triplets on the way. Are you a Cowboys fit guy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Cowboys fit. I'll be up there. Mm. I'm not going to say what time. Don't don't come looking for me, please. <laughs> I like to work out in solace. <laughs> I don't want to gonna sit on the elliptical machine the whole day waiting on Kyle. Hey, before uh, we get in this real quick, yeah. I just wanted to bring this up before you start breaking this down. So whether it's college football, college basketball, NBA, NFL, whatever I watch, I tend to go to this ESPN um, – the page and their matchup predictor. And so I I do this all the time for all kinds of sports. Mm-hmm. This is the only game I've ever seen where it is exactly like down the middle. Oh, this wow. This is like their ESPN wow. analytics on like the for them to project like who could. And, and the spread is like one and a half, whatever. Yeah. But I've never, ever seen it where it was exactly like split like that, like right now. 49.8 for both the Cowboys and the Dolphins. So I guess there's a point four chance that it's a tie. It's yeah. a tie. I guess that's <laughs> yeah. what they're giving it as a as a tie chance. Yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. It, it's a literal coin flip if you're looking at it like that. Lots of comparisons between these two teams. I'm glad you brought that up, though, because now it's time to get into some... Wide 80! Wide 80! It's time for QB Vision with Isaiah Standback. Please tell me Dak Prescott can get back to being MVP Prescott. As long as he has the blueprint. Uh, he's, going the, against, the blueprint? <laughs> he's going up against Big Fangio, obviously. Um Time for some get back from last year. You know, obviously as a quarterback, you had a little bad taste in your mouth losing to Broncos and the coach coming out pretty much saying that he had your number. So this is that was two years ago. I understand. Hey, I don't give a dog on you. Hold grudges. Mm. Uh, you have opportunity to, for some get back. I, I know I would. I would hold on to that and I would look for the next opportunity to play against that guy. So here it is. Um, he gets a chance to, for some payback, <clears throat> just on with a different uniform uh, that he's playing against. So these guys. Are sneaky. They they are they're 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 sneaky, and you can see Vic Fangio. Uh, you can see him in them. His characteristics, kind of that kind of like that little bit of a, a little bit of a jerk type, aggressive, um, very sure of themselves in certain regards. And this the whole defense starts and stops with this with this front defensive line. These guys are these guys are sneaky. When you look at their line, you know most people see it and they're like, oh, okay, there's not a ton of big names. These guys get after the ball. Um, in terms of pressure rates, Dallas Cowboys are number one in the league. These guys are number three hmm. in the league in terms of pressure in the quarterback. And they do so um, with pretty much everybody up front. Uh, Christian Wilkins is probably their most dangerous man in my eyes to this deep, to our offensive line. Um, he's going to be sitting over – actually, he moves around a pretty good amount. But he's big 94. Um, he's just a freaking tank. He's, he's just solid. Um, not a lot of give to him, not oversized, not 
necessarily the fastest in the world, but just very, very powerful player at 6'3", 310, just solid, um, built like a freaking fire hydrant. Um, and he gets out to the quarterback in, in, a, in a major way. Um, some of the names that you guys are probably familiar with is going to be Bradley Chubb. He obviously is a dude. He's been a dude for a long time. He continues to be a dude. He's number two. Um, he's somebody who can be a game wrecker if you allow him to. He will be testing out your your tackles. Um, so Tyron not being there possibly um, obviously is a big factor, a big risk. Uh, if he wants to line up over at Terrence Steele, Terrence Steele is going to be challenged because, because Chubb is very, very, very experienced, and he has a lot of different ways in which he comes at you with his pass rush. It's not just one way. He mixes it up. He just pulls it out the bag based upon what you do the you know the, the, what you're the least best at. Um the one guy that I that I like that is um if I can freaking find his name, where's he at? He, he's actually listed as a linebacker, but he plays at the defensive end position a lot. Is yeah. gonna be Van Ginkle. Yeah. All right, Andrew Van Ginkle. He is when you watch him play, it's almost like he should be playing in Detroit. That's that's the that's the type of player he is. And when physical. I physical, fast, n- relentless, just unorthodox, you know, just not going to stop. He's just not stopping. He's going to do everything. Once that once he once that ball snapped, this dude is balls to the wall. He's trying to get to the quarterback, and he'll be sitting up there doing Tasmanian double, you know, tornado spins until until the ball is blown dead. But he's there. He's like their juice guy. Whenever they need a little juice, they bring him in there and they just send him and say, hey, just cause havoc. So And so, hold real quick, just before we change the subjects on him, hey, you know, he's the face that was on the front of those He pants. was. He so was. they did the, they have the, the sled out there for the, uh, uh, it's kind of running backs, usually tight ends use it too, but I don't know if you guys saw last week, they had the Bills, like players' yeah. faces on it. Well, now they have the Dolphins, Dolphins. players and uh, Cowboys fans aren't happy about that because of obviously the they did it didn't last really week. Work it didn't last work well, week, but yeah. Van Ginkle's face is is right in the front. So sorry, go on. Yeah. And you can't miss it. I mean, do you like the locks? Do you like the hair? I mean, yeah. Like I said, he's. I a, mean, he's like a. He looks a like young, he's, he's like a young Clay Matthews. You know what I'm saying? Like a smaller, of the blonde hair. Yeah, like a smaller Blake young, Matthews. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you know, you know, you know what I'm talking about though. That type of just relentless type of yeah. guy who's just yeah. like, golly, he came just, from Wisconsin. He was, yeah. a, he was a fifth round pick in 2019 from Wisconsin, and Wisconsin is known for physical yeah. linebackers. Yeah, absolutely, like that's just kind of what they've done. Yep, uh, that's what he does. That's he, exactly. What he he's does. taken years to get into this fold, but he's always been around. Yeah. He's always kind of been there, and now it's like he's coming out of his show. They're highlighting yeah, I mean, I mean, it's a testament to what they're doing down there in Miami in terms of putting their players in, in position to be successful. They're not asking him to do anything that he's incapable of doing. They're just like, hey, you run fast, you run hard, you cause, you wreak havoc, and you're a pest. All right, here we go out there. Uh, so they throw him out there. So I like him. I like him a lot. Um, so big Christian uh, Wilkins is the man. Bradley Chubb is a disruptor. Uh, Van Ginkle is going to be the guy who just is, a, is just in your is just an irritant. Okay. Like a wild card almost in that pass rush unit. Like yeah, very much so. You're going to forget about him because you're focused on yep. Chubb and Wilkins, and all of a sudden he's on your back for back-to-back plays. Absolutely. <laughs> he's just like he, he just doesn't go away. He's literally like the little gnat that yeah. you're like, bro, just just go somewhere, right? Um, but you got you have to account for him. So um, not really threatened by him aside from just he's just a high-effort guy. Mm-hmm. Big boy up front that that bothers me. Okay, big 92 Zach Sealer um, out of out of Baltimore. And he's he's a he's a big dude. He's large, large human. He's one of those guys just a. He just clogs it up. I mean, six six. What is he? Six six two or three nine three hundred. Six six three hundred pounds. He's just a big dude up front who just it doesn't allow for you to get up to the next level. Um, he's their guy who really just helps move guys out the way. Um, they do a great job in terms of um, just kind of 
using him to clog it up and then using their defensive ends that really pinch and close in gaps. So you're going to have to account for that defensive line. Um, I think they're soft at the linebacker level in terms of what they're capable of doing. Um, they're allowed to play relatively downhill because of the guys up front. We talk about that all the time in yeah. regards to the Cowboys. Um, and when Hankins is missing, how that affects it. They don't have that problem because they're not missing their guys up front, but their linebackers can be exposed in terms of coverage. They don't do a good job in space. Uh, so you can take advantage of that <clears throat> five to 12 yard window that they're responsible for if you can get in that space, which the West Coast offense is really uh, built for. So I do feel good there. The secondary and, their, and the impact of Jalen Ramsey. Okay, everybody in the world knows who Jalen Ramsey is. He's a guy, he's a guy who's going to get up in your face. He's going to put hands on you. He's going to be a pest. He has long arms. He can cover. He's considered one of the best shutdown corners in the league. All those things. Blase, blase, blase. It's not just talk. Okay, It's not just talk. He, he is that dude, and, um, and it shows. When he, prior to him coming into this season, all right, obviously he got hurt in training camp, and then he came back week eight. Prior to him coming back, okay, this team allowed 10 touchdowns, four interceptions. Yeah, they allowed 10 touchdowns, they had four interceptions. Since he's came back, they've had, they've only allowed seven touchdowns, and they've had nine interceptions. Matter of fact, he had an interception in the first game he came back. Yeah, they tried him. Didn't he, he have was, two in that game? He did have two in that game, yes. So they tried him, he was like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm still that guy. Yeah. So the completion percentage, without, without him, it's almost 70%. Against Miami, with him, it goes down to sixty-one percent on the field. How much of that is factored in that Eli Apple was his replacement too? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, facts, facts. That and now we so as we get to the secondary, Eli Apple is not the greatest of cover guys, right? You can expose the crap out of him for sure if you can get those one-on-one one-on-one matchups. But that's the thing; they're not playing a ton of man. Um, they will all they do a lot of combo coverages, meaning that. Right off the back, they do an amazing job, amazing job amazing of job? Yeah, amazing job of late rotation with safeties, hmm. like like after the snap, not pre-snap, not at the snap. These guys are rotating after the ball is snapped, and you have to be able to identify which safety is moving and where is he going. And even when they're moving their safeties from a two-high shell and they're rolling down to a single high, it's still hard to determine what they're really truly playing. And that's going to be Dak's, Dak's problem that he has to solve. That's his puzzle he's got to figure out this week because even as their safety show too high, corners are sitting off five yards. Well, the corners might be sitting off five yards on one side, but you look over and Ramsey's pressing. And it's like, okay. And then it's automatically as a quarterback, you look to the safeties, okay, what the heck's going on here? And their safeties are... They're both, you know, going up and down. And you're like, crap, okay, all right, well, let me get to the post-snap. And then in the post-snap, one safety sitting at, at a depth that he really shouldn't be sitting at for, for a cover three, but it's really cover four. And it's, so it's like there's so many things that they do at the safety position, and they've missed their safeties. Their safeties have been out, but the word coming out of Miami is that their safeties are coming back. Yeah. For this game. So they're they're planning on getting both of their starting safeties back this game. So I'm interested to see how that impacts them and their their success rate. But when those guys are moving and grooving together and they, they play as one unit in that secondary and they make it really hard to determine exactly what the coverage is. There's times where I'm watching film. I'm like, I don't really know at the complete at the end of that at the end of that play. I still don't know what the heck they were truly in hmm. because they were playing so many combinations. They have backside safeties that cut. They have frontside safeties that cut. And when I say cut, that means that if even if I'm playing cover four, 
if somebody comes across the field, I am now going to come out of cover four. I'm going to drop down and take away that option. And on the backside, it looks like we're still playing four, but in reality, it's kind of changed to a three. It's like a three and a half. Yeah, it's like a three and a half, bro. I'm like, so it's like there's they do they do some really weird stuff, and that's kudos to to you know Vic Fangio and what he's doing out there with those guys. Um, it's a, it's a little worrisome the fact that they're getting their guys back. Um, they play downhill. They, they they play off most of the time, except for Ramsey. They allow him to do whatever the heck he wants. They want to keep everything in front of them. And then when the ball, if you try to throw a screen route or something like that out to the receivers, they are coming downhill. They're taking on your receivers. They're not trying to get around the blocks. They're literally trying to run through the blocks. They're playing physical. I think that is very, it's very evident that that is a requirement of their defense. Like, you're not on the field unless you're playing physical. The thing is, even though they're trying to be physical, they're not great open field tacklers. They don't tackle well. Yeah, they 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 suck at tackling. If there's one thing that I said, hey, these guys suck at it, it's tackling. Um, their tackling looks like our tackling from last week, except for it's been all year. Uh, so if you can get the ball in the hands of your receivers, if you could figure out what coverage they're in, um, and find those small windows, and that's where Dax has struggled, right? Trying to find windows in those zones, and they do a great job again of just kind of limiting how many windows are available. Um, you have opportunity to get some yak yardage against these guys um, to make make some of these guys miss because they cannot they don't do a good job of of tackling. Now, what will they do against Dallas? That's going to be the question. Do they totally throw that out the window and just say the one guy we're not going to let beat us is C.D. Lamb and they just let Ramsey follow him? They haven't necessarily showed that, but it's something that I think can be a curveball for them if they if they feel that they're confident enough to play man to man. Yeah. You know, if they feel if they say, hey, guess what? We'll take C, we'll take CeeDee Lamb, try to take him out with Jalen Ramsey and just say, hey, it's a toss-up. Even 50% of the time, Ramsey versus CD, we'll take those risks. We don't feel like you guys can beat us with everybody else. That might be something that they try to do because what it does is they want to disrupt timing. They that they do a really good job of that. Even in their zones, they're getting hands on your guys in a slot. So it doesn't matter. C D, B Cooks, I don't care who you put in a slot. They're going to get their hands on you and try to push you out of your release lane. And what that does is it really restricts your, it restricts your spacing now in terms of your concepts. So many times these, these concepts, these route concepts, rely on spacing. Yeah. Right? I need you to be in this space so that I can pull this type of defender out of it and open it's this part up. part of the guy. genius. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Absolutely. And if those guys are doing a good job of getting their hands on you in the slots, mm. then it really disrupts not only the spacing, but it disrupts the timing. And then when they, number one, if it disrupts the timing, it gives their, their defensive line another half second to get home. And they have the guys to get home. You've said this since training camp. You've talked about how the West Coast principles are built off of the run game and built off of timing. Yes. And those are two things that they can take away yes. based off of their defense. And. Yeah. Uh, one thing that Dak struggled with significantly last year, I think he's been much better in this case this year, is is going up against disguised coverages. Mm-hmm. So that's a third wrinkle that could come back to bite Dak if he's not careful. Yeah, absolutely. It, it can come back. The, the challenge I foresee here is that that they're that they're so aggressive, and even they're 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 willing to take the risk of saying, "Hey, we'll come up and put hands on you." Right, because we feel fully confident that Ramsey and and CD are going to have a battle all day long. Okay, right. If I'm if I'm Vic Fangio, I'm like I'm putting Ramsey on your head. That's your challenge, and he's the, he's the, probably one of the few guys in this league that would take on that challenge willingly. Right, say okay, I'll take CD on all day. All right, well it's just me and him. He loves that competition, mm-hmm. um, and then disrupt the timing of the releases of everybody else, and then they just try to get home with their D line. 
that's what I can foresee their their overarching strategy being, and in the offensive line is going to have to show up. In my opinion, that safety group is the biggest determining factor yes. in all of that. I want to highlight a couple of these safeties really quick. So you got Javon Holland, young guy out of Oregon, second-round pick in 2021, and he's been awesome for them uh, as mm-hmm. soon as he stepped on the field. Other he's two safeties. for me. It was he? I yeah, love that. Uh, I the other two safeties are both Texas guys. Both went to the University of Texas. That's why they're, that's why they're so good. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe you'll right. get a little scout, scouting. You know, uh, yeah. Maybe you'll see something. <laughs> anyway, uh, one of them, Brandon Jones from Nacogdoches out in East Texas. The other one, Deshaun Elliott, graduated from the high school. Mm-hmm. I graduated from Rockwell Heath out in the east, uh, eastern part of Dallas. But both of these guys, um, you were talking about the physicality factor. It's 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 strange that you saw that. Mm-hmm. I haven't really do- dove into the film mm-hmm. of uh, Miami defense just yet. But those Deshaun Elliott and Brandon Jones, both at Texas, were known for being those physical guys mm-hmm. that will just take your head off. Yeah. So that's interesting that that it's kind of there's a little yeah. bit of a lapse there. I wonder if it's just they're having to account for more on the back end. They're or... being aggressive. They're just not great tacklers. Okay, mm-hmm. right. So they're being aggressive, and you can see it even like. For instance, if you try to throw a bubble screen out, right, because you because they're playing five six yards off, like they're coming downhill, like they're not trying to run around your your receiver block, like they're coming through your receiver and trying to drive him back, like they want to in, in inflict pain upon that guy. Now, if you if you shake that first level and you try to get down to the open, now they're not great open field tacklers because maybe it's because they want to hit you so hard they're not they're not yeah. focusing on okay, the tackling I can see aspect. That. Yeah. I can see that for sure. Um, but but yeah, that makes sense. Deshaun Elliott coming off of uh, um, really good teams with the Lions and Ravens, um, he's played with those defenses in the last five years i think brandon jones has been in miami since he's been drafted he was a third round pick back in 19 i believe mm-hmm. uh but both of those guys have been super solid they utilize those three safeties similar to how dallas does Correct. like they'll have all three on the field they'll do a single high look they'll do a split safety look like they love to move those guys around and make it a little bit interesting for them yeah and, and their corners are big i mean obviously you got ramsey ramsey's like six one two ten probably yeah. and xavier howard hit his dude six foot you know probably 205 as well so yeah. they got their big physical you know, defensive backs. And that's what they want to play like. I feel bad for Eli Apple a little bit. Yeah, he's, pretty bad. he's a victim of social Everybody. media era. Yeah. Um, he's played eight years in the NFL. And I feel like if you just go off social media, non quarterback related, I feel like no one gets more hate than that guy. No, he hasn't helped right. his own. Yeah, case. he doesn't help. He talks oh, no. a lot too. <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. no. I'm, not, I'm not saying that you're that right, isn't though. a factor. But <laughs> I'm, I'm saying like, like there's like, there's just certain players in multiple sports where you're just like, you know of them because of. Far more like mm-hmm. I don't want to say yeah it's probably negative but uh, them you know people clowning on them yeah. and he is one of the, the top ones that I just feel like people are always going after him about stuff but yeah to your point it's probably him firing back to him. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> it's, it's been a little bit of both I think both sides of it certainly valid all right we got to take our second break when we come back here on Talking Cowboys we'll wrap up this scouting report and mention a couple other guys you should keep your eye on maybe some guys on the Cowboys that'll have a big day this week when we come back right after this they say champions are remembered but legends are never forgotten united ag and turf offers a winning lineup of john deere equipment built to tackle any challenge on and off the field legendary john deere tractors combines residential mowers commercial mowers compact construction equipment gator utility vehicles and a full line of golf and sports turf equipment united ag and turf the official ag and turf equipment supplier of the dallas cowboys visit unitedagandturf.com to find a location near you Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. 
Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. It's the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black. And right now, Cowboys fans can get 15% off their $75 order. Plus, because every deal needs a playmaker, your order will include a free five-piece skincare set and free shipping. The Jack Black Playmaker is four of Jack's favorites and a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Make a play for the playmaker at GetJackBlack.com slash Cowboys with the code CowboysVIP. That's GetJack black.com slash cowboys with the code cowboys vip todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable and now todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour but the good news is todd has at&t 5g that is fast reliable and secure and he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew at&t 5g fast reliable secure it's not complicated 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys. This segment of the show is brought to you by Invisalign, the official smile of the Dallas Cowboys. Inside the SWBC studios, Isaiah Stanback doing a phenomenal job. It's always to break down this Dolphins defense in the Cowboys offense. Now, what do they do best and what do they do worst? Really quickly before we wrap things up here on this Thursday. Defense? Defensively. Uh, best, I think they apply pressure okay. to the quarterback. Pressure rate? Yeah, their pressure rate. Is like you mentioned the they were third, third, right? Yeah, they're third. Only behind Dallas and I don't even know who it is. Like Philly? Yeah, maybe Philly or Cleveland or somebody like that. Yeah. Um, and then what do they do worst? I would say tackle. Okay, I'll say tackle. Um, there, I mean, this is a pretty, it's a pretty solid defense, honestly. Pretty solid. So, uh, to that point, would you try to get guys out in space? So, quick, st- quick things like maybe some screens, some bubble screens, or would you try to work more beyond the two point three and have a little bit more time on the back end? What would you want to do on that in that instance? Yeah, I'm gonna. I would honestly try to push it. And try to try to drive it down the field. Hmm. That's what I would try to do. Because so I th- work beyond the two point. Yeah, work beyond. Be, Even work with beyond. that pass rush. Yeah, I mean, you have to. You got to win somewhere. <laughs> yeah, you got to. I mean, I'm not going to sit up here and say that these guys are unstoppable. I mean, they're obviously they've yeah. been beat, but I'm going to challenge them. I, first of all, I'm going to run at their edges. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, their big boys up front are just too big. They're huge, especially if we don't have – possibly if we don't have Zach Martin. They're just too big. I mean, we're talking about 6'6", 310, 6'5", 300-something. Like, they're huge. Their defensive ends are they're, yeah. defensive tackles, yeah. if we're being completely yeah. honest. And then it's the linebackers yeah. that rush. Yeah, they're, they're rushing, right? So, I mean, so I'm going to run at their edges because I don't want to deal with the big boys trying to move them. Um, but, yeah, I want to take shots, man. I want to take shots. I, I want to get – I don't want to necessarily test Ramsey, but I want to test Ramsey. Because I feel like this is a team that if you can discourage their best player in the secondary, then you pretty much you, you own the rest of the secondary. Yeah. So I'm not going to shy away from that. I'm going to have a high regard for how he can bite you. Right? You play with a Cobra, eventually you're going to get bit. However, take your shots. I think CD, C, this is going to be one heck of a matchup. And I, and I hope that he, tra- I hope he follows CD. I hope he follows him. Mm-hmm. And, but I, I think this, I mean, you got two real competitors that both feel like they're the best at what they do. So let, him, this, let him go at it. Could this be a Brandon Cooks showing? Yeah. Could this be absolutely. an opportunity for him to shine? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I think Cooks needs a, needs a cook. But they haven't been – I mean, again, they've been dinkling down. They've been, here, Cooks, here he goes one day, you get to eat. Okay, I'll take the carrot away from you. Like, 
freaking freak, man. Like, you know, it gets, it gets frustrating because you know, freak. you know what he's capable of. So it's very frustrating <laughs> when he's underutilized. Yeah. It'd be one thing if we're sitting here talking about how he's not getting open, he's not doing this right, he's not. It's just an underutilization. Yeah. yeah. And it's frustrating. I mean, it's no different than, than Tony Pollard. Like, he's been underutilized this year. How would you attack him, John, defensively? Oh, I would say the first thing I would do is make sure that uh, we're all on the same page before the snap. Um, and, that, and the reason I say this is because talking to Brian Broz yesterday on 105 Through the Fan, he brought up about the communication, how that could be one of the things that's different on the road as opposed mm. to home. You know, And there are things that he said he saw in that Buffalo game where they weren't on the same page there. So it's like before the ball is even snapped, there is a confidence when they're at home yeah. that they're clearly not taking. I mean, for as much as we talk about here we go and stuff like that, that was a big emphasis of their offseason to get everyone on the same page. So I feel like if it starts off and everything's smooth, you know, and, and there isn't, you know, you know, they're able to stay uh, on time, I think that maybe, you know, I, I expect good things to happen. My big thing is I don't see them playing two games like that back-to-back. Yeah. I just don't see that happening. You know, I do – I agree with everything Isaiah said this week about how scary this Dolphins team is. But this is a league of parity, and there are there are very rarely blowouts like like that one that was in Buffalo. I do not see that happening in this game. Have you been to Miami's stadium before? I have yeah. for a Cowboys game. Yeah. So, where if if you're going to compare it to the the atmosphere that they had to deal with in Buffalo, it, it's not no. comparable, correct? Miami Dolphins, Miami Hurricanes. It doesn't matter when you're playing in that place. You can have plenty of your own fans there. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as a Florida State fan, but I mean, it's also it's also a Florida thing. It's though. true. It's also a Florida thing. What's the diehard? What's the diehard? You don't go into that building in Florida. Swamp. I'll listen. Swamp. Mm, that's a good one. That's yeah, that's a good one. Swamp. Although when I went in there this year, I wasn't like that. But, uh, <laughs> but I mean, like, they don't really like what's going on there right yeah, yeah, now. Yeah. But okay, yeah, that would be the lone one. That'd be the one. I mean, yeah. Florida is a big transplant state. There's yeah. a lot of fans, especially when you're like a, a major team. If you're like a Red Sox or a Yankees or a Dallas Cowboys, there are a ton of fans down yeah. there. Like are we that. talking so, all sports? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Caseya Center, Miami Heat, baby. I knew was, you were going to say hey, that. I was waiting for that. 41 moment. sellouts yeah, last year. So that's right. the loudest so building they, Every in NBA, NBA team get, has 41 sellouts. Does it get sellouts. tough at, like, halftime when everybody yeah. finally shows up? Or? Yeah, no, no. They're, they're there per, the, before the tip. They're ready yeah. to go. Okay. Nah, yeah. Go, I will challenge you on that one. Mm. I will challenge you on that Let's one. Let's all Miami go to a Miami game, game huh? Yeah, yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. On your dime. You no. Said, <laughs> they play Isaiah's the Sixers, so I, I got my bank account is a dime. I, I understand. I, I I see exactly what you're talking about, especially with this stadium and Hard Rock. It doesn't look like it's a home field advantage, it, or at least from what we've seen previously. Maybe this is the chance for Dallas to kind of ease into it on the road because if you think about the other – Road matchups that they've gone to, home field advantage of Philly, check. San Francisco, check. Buffalo, check. The one you can maybe argue is Arizona just because the team isn't very good and they they won that game. But that stadium can get loud in its own right. I've been there before a couple times, and it can get loud in State Farm. Majority Cowboys fans it was that like day. Fans. Yeah, so, yeah, so, okay, probably. so three of yeah. the four then. So yeah. I'll, I'll let you guys have that one. But three of the four in terms of atmosphere were hostile NFL atmospheres that probably won't be the case this week miami's good and you'll have a ton of miami fans but just in that stadium open air i don't think it worries me as much as buffalo it's less would. about that it's more so about the team 
And like their team has a swagger about them if you allow for them to get going. So you got to punch them in their mouth first. Yeah. You can't let them. You cannot let them get ahead. I'm referencing the the I know the environment. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. and yeah. being able to communicate yeah, prior to the snap, sure, that sure. sort of deal. Yeah. I agree with you completely. I don't think there's been a. I don't think there's been a, a stadium that Dallas has been in where communication is a problem. I really don't. I mean, I know people are looking for a reason as to why Dallas has been losing on the road. Well, they've gone the silent counts in San Francisco, Philly, and Buffalo. I know that for sure because you don't hear the "here we go" and you don't hear. You see the big leg kick from for sure. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, but that's yeah. (laughs) We'll see. That's stuff that you work on, man. Like you got to have it. Yeah, it's just not even. It's just you. Just it's just known. It's just known that when we're on the road, we're going silent count. This is a very needed win for confidence going into the playoffs because this is their last opportunity to get a really good road uh-huh. win before yep. they have to go to New Orleans or they have to go to San Francisco here in a few weeks. So I, I'm not going to take a road win in Washington as something that for could, sure. you know Understood. portray confidence in the playoffs. So this is a big one. With that being said, John Machota, how do you feel like this one goes on Sunday? I mean, I'm not super confident in the Cowboys winning this game, but I'm, I am picking the Cowboys 31-27. Mm. And my whole basis off of any of this is that I think Mike McCarthy deserves the benefit of the doubt. When you haven't lost back-to-back games since Thanksgiving of 2021, show me that you can't win back-to-back games. It's my, literally my same exact logic why I don't see them making a deep playoff run. Mm. You haven't shown me any reason to think that you'll be able to win against a good team on the road. Or multiple, I should say, because they can definitely win the first round, but multiple Mm -hmm. road games like that. So that's why I don't, right now, sit here, don't think that this season's going to end any differently than it has the last two. But at the same time, this team just seems to play well when when they're coming off of a loss. So I'll go 31-27 Cowboys. There you go. And we'll give our picks tomorrow as we wrap things up here on Talking Cowboys here on this Thursday. Have a safe trip to Miami, my friend. We'll see you on Tuesday. Enjoy it. Stay out of trouble down there. Enjoy that private jet. Enjoy yeah. the yeah the, the John Machota special. JM. It's got JM on the side. Yeah, I saw yeah. it the other they day. They call it Air JM. Yeah, we just got that added. So. Oh, good, nice. <laughs> I'm glad I noticed it. We we. <laughs> they did a good job. Nice for Chris Beam for Isaiah Standback, John Machota, Nick Harris. I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long from Talking Cowboys. We'll see you tomorrow. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!